Sunny 16 presents. Oh great, it's recording. Is my audio good? Yeah, you sound good. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Grain Explaining. Today, uh, we have gone international, and I am talking to Cherylee, who is currently in, well, lives in Trinidad. Woohoo! International. Here we go. So, Alex is here in the world sending her love but not here recording with us today unfortunately but um she says hello i saw her on tuesday she was doing really well the first thing she said to me was wow emma you look way skinnier than when i last saw you oh my god <laughs> and i was like you know that was a compliment from alex and i really appreciated it um but she did forget my birthday which i told her <laughs> And she Aww. was like, she was like, no, I didn't, Emma. I was like, Alex, I know when my birthday is. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. This is the kind of relationship we have. No, and but... then I put something on my story because we've basically gone to see Eve Owen perform, who's her housemate and best friend and like oh. a singer-songwriter. That's and cool. Then, yeah, she's amazing. And I, I put it on my story and Alex just replied to me, skinny missed birthday emma i was like oh oh. i was like thanks alex that's the nicest thing you've ever said <laughs> Bless her. um but she's doing well and she should be more back with us soon we hope um but anyway Cherylee, for those of you don't who don't know is a wonderful film photographer who used to live with us in the uk while she was doing her studies but has since moved back home. And I wanted to invite Cherylee on because Cherylee's one of the three girls who helped us when first setting up the podcast. So Cherylee composed our little jingle for us. Then we have Nikki from Grain Girls who did our logo and Laura Loscam who helped with the first like little photo shoot we did. So I really wanted to have those guys be the first guests on the show. Cherylee, how are you? I'm doing really well. I'm really happy to to be here. I'm really happy. It's really fun um, being home as well. And it's weird, like, shooting film and developing it at home, whereas I literally started film and everything in the UK. So mm -hmm. it's like a whole different, you know, type of setup and just trying to get stuff and all of that. It's more complicated. Like, there's yeah. no... There's no analog wonderland that ships within a couple of days for me. You know, mm -hmm. hey, it's going to take like a month <laughs> to get stuff here. But let this be a lesson to us all. If Shirley can continue to shoot film, then so can everyone. Can. <laughs> Shirley is like the most happy, positive person I think I've ever met. And I wanted to, to bring Shirley's sunshine to the podcast so you can hopefully like cheer us all up in the cold british weather and like give us some inspiration and motivation so surely i'll start with our like classic 
quick fire questions. Oh boy. I've written a few for you. Um, okay. What is like your favorite British snack or one that you are missing? Now oh my home. god is it where to say digestives like you got okay like we have digestives here right yeah but and we have chocolate digestives and stuff here but i i love like the plain it's so odd but the plain digestives there is there it it just it's it doesn't seem right here <laughs> <laughs> like, it's something is very wrong like i was eating one the other day and i'm like no no uh... That and um, what is this like kind of, it's it's almost cherry flavor, but it was like laces. I think it was strawberry laces from Tesco or something like that. Yeah. God, I miss those. They've gone up in price a lot though. They used to be like three for a pound on those like things. I think it's like 70p each for all of them now. Well, they would not cost well, I, mean, I, probably, I, would, I would still probably buy it though. Like, I'll mm. probably eat, like my little snack. Like, if when I was um studying late and stuff and didn't want to actively like open a bag of chips or something, I don't know why, but I always had those on my desk. So I would be pulling it out of the pack and just tilting my head back and just like, yes, mm. I love this. That was like my little guilty pleasure because I don't I eat anything like that down here. Like I don't eat that like Twizzlers or anything. I don't eat that down here. But over there, I think I I overate those things, <laughs> those strawberries. <laughs> and for me, favorite British snack at the moment, mm-hmm. a, a seasonal one is cream eggs because they're back. You cream cream egg season. Woo! <laughs> I love them. I know they're very like Marmite kind of thing. Yes, they are. <laughs> I love a cream egg. Although I think it was. Maybe it was last year or a few years ago. A photo went around the internet, which was like a cream egg next to how much sugar is in them. So literally, like a pile of sugar. And when oh you God. see that direct like comparison, mm-hmm. it's um, yeah, a bit sickening. It's but, definitely a guilty pleasure. Cream yeah, eggs, like having it because. I don't think anybody would willingly have that amount of sugar on a regular basis. No. But I think it's the appearance, the appeal of that mm. cream egg. You're thinking, oh, I'm doing something naughty. So- <laughs> <laughs> They're just fun. <laughs> Next one. Um, well, this isn't something I can really answer, but I guess I'll do, like, what's my favourite British one? So mm. what's your favourite, like, Trinidadian tradition? Carnival. Hands down, panorama. Well, specifically panorama. So panorama is the Stupan, the national Stupan competition that happens every year. Well, every carnival season here. Mm-hmm. And usually I always play it this year. I'm not playing, but that is where I am like at peak high energy, surely, like consistently for that time. And That's then so I crash out the word, but it's it's literally our culture. Carnival, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I would love to experience that one day. You will. I will. You I'll be there. You have an open invitation to my house. <laughs> I don't know what I'd say of British traditions. I don't feel particularly patriotic these days. I feel pretty ashamed of this country, to be honest. <laughs> um, I would say, like, mm, but even then there's a bad side of it. 
like when the Euros were on and how excited everyone got for the football oh, okay, and just yeah. like that kind of um, like, culture, like pub culture and just everyone <laughs> like getting together even if you didn't like the sport just like having right. a good time but then yeah. like that all ended and there were loads of riots and you know because you guys behavior. yeah um, <laughs> so you know it's not the best one I have to think well, about you that can one. Stick with the positive of it, though. yeah, yeah. It was just a fun atmosphere. I think we we get into our sport, and I'm not even a sporty person. I just mm. like the the atmosphere community it creates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last one. If you were a man today, what would you do? Probably run outside, just be back, like just and <laughs> just pass out there. You bear know, back. is it weird? Because no. you know, sometimes sometimes the sun gets hot, and yeah. I'm thinking, oh god, I have to put on clothes. Like yeah. I have to wear clothes to just go outside. Like we have a grocery. Well, it's more like a, just a mini mart. It's literally right there where you can get like quick stuff you'd need. Like if oh gosh, like um you need a, a quick pack of salt or some type of seasoning, you can just run in the grocery, get it, and your pot is fine on the fire. Mm-hmm. You know, um. So I would literally just do something like that, but be back. I don't need to put on a shirt. Like just run outside and just yeah. and then yeah, <laughs> come back home. Think, yeah, Alex and I have said that one a few times, especially when it was like the heat wave here, like late last year. I can't relate to that right now because it's freezing. It's so um, <laughs> or you know what as well? I probably go out at night, like yeah, by myself. I'd probably do that. Feel a lot more comfortable just walking the streets at normal, you know, don't have to worry about, oh, it's getting dark. Maybe I should get, you know, a, a specific taxi or call my dad or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably feel a lot more safer. Just having that like more authority and just being more confident. Yeah. In the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> In the darkness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me think. I want to think of a good one. Bear with me. Oh, I have all the time in the world. <laughs> For you. I... Everybody else, I'll be like, can you hurry up? <laughs> I would... I've probably said this one before. Mm-hmm. And I'm recording this call in my onesie, so today <laughs> is fine. But I just think women are held to such a higher standard, especially appearance-wise. Mm. Like... But luckily at Analog Wonderland, it's like so casual. But just having met friends for like drinks after their work in like corporate jobs recently, and they're always just like so made up and looking so beautiful. Right. And obviously, like so that might be just their choice to do that too. But just if you think of a woman's getting ready routine compared to a man's, oh, no. it I think it's polar opposite. Even when I go to the gym. Um, my trainer there and she's mm-hmm. just always looks so nice and she's in gym gear but she's always put an effort on mm. and then you see like her male colleagues and they just look like sweaty slobs and I'm like <laughs> come on guys just step it up a bit that's definitely a, a person like a personal thing or a personal decision because yeah. I personally if I'm going to the gym, I'm going to look like a potato. Mm. So, and I have no cares about that. Like, I'm going to the gym to work out. I'm not yeah. going there to pick up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm literally just going to be, I don't care if I look like a potato today. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to get what I have to do done. 
Mm. That's that. I think it was like a Hillary Clinton documentary I watched and mm -hmm. she had worked out how many hours she'd sat in like the glam chair getting ready compared to, Yikes. is it Bernie? Bert? Bill. Bert? Her husband? Or no, the what? guy she was running against for a bit. Bernie? But I'll be Bernie. You, do you yeah. know what I mean, Bernie? Yeah, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, Bernie Sanders. And she was like, compared to him, who just he like walked on the care, stage though. looking scruffy. <laughs> but if she was to do that, the papers would like rip her to pieces for not, you know, making an effort in her appearance. Well, the media is always hyper focused on a woman's appearance, mm -hmm. and it's always in comparison to, you know, a man, which is yeah. annoying in itself, but whatever. We digress. <laughs> we do, we do. Okay, right. On to the podcast. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you, Shirley, about her journey in film, but also just to get some like words of wisdom from her. I think, or obviously, you haven't been in the UK for a while, but mm -hmm. you're very active on um, Twitter and everything. And mm -hmm. I have seen more and more people saying things like, I'm going to have to give up film. I'm only going to digital now just yeah. because of the cost. And I saw you tweet something about Kodak the other day, actually. <laughs> Always Kodak. What did you say? I said what? they will never get a dime for me, from me for film again. But that HC110 chemical for, for black <laughs> and white, they can get that. I don't know what it is they're putting in that. But I've had this particular bottle from like 2018, 2019. We are in 2023. That bottle is still three quarters way full, you know. I have mm. not even put a dent, no matter how much black and white. And I'm obviously only doing black and white, at least for now, right yeah. now. And I have not put a dent in that, that three mm. quarters. I think I left it in the UK <laughs> with three quarters full and I've been using it like relatively frequently um and I'm, i still haven't it's not even halfway done yet it's still like just above that halfway line and i'm like what is happening yeah. whatever they're doing with that they could always get my money for that mm. they could always get my money for that but i am so sorry to say they will never get a dime from me for film particularly their color film but just generally any film because my black and white is always Ilford anyway shout out to Ilford by the way um they yeah they just can't get that money from me again it, there's no way I can justify that cost what was it that sparked you to say that that, that latest like a... price increase that they announced right. was it a month or two ago they announced that increase and I remember thinking this is going to be like the fourth increase mm -hmm. and we've had literally maybe one reintroduction of, of to the market, which was gold 120. I think that was like the result of, of, of the three previous increases. And I remember thinking, what is happening? Because how after three increases, the only thing that's, you know, and they're not saying anything. That's, I think that's my issue. That they're not communicating other than yeah. the very generic we're we're developing we're expanding do, 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 do. yeah i think oh, that please. is a big flaw with a lot of the film companies i was talking mm. to i don't know if you know alicia she's uh one of the owners of lens fair 
Like, I don't know her personally, but I've heard of her. Yeah, she's part of Analog that. Spotlight and stuff. She's she's really yeah. cool. Um, but we were saying like Ilford is kind of the only big brand with a proper community presence. Yeah, for sure. And like even with Kodak and um, you know that Instagram, their socials, it's just sharing pictures, but there's no like engagement and actual conversation with the community unless they're. Unless they are getting like criticized, Slated. I can't even try. Shout out to Izzy with that open letter. I would always <laughs> that would be, always be like peak, you know, my memory of Izzy. Yeah. Um, it's just her blasting her, and then I've had the fo- the fortunate pleasure of meeting her shortly after that. Um, on the She Hearts film walk, mm. which is great in itself, and yeah, shout out to her because they got criticized there. And then it was just like, how are you as a major, you know, staple, basically, in the film community? So out of touch with the actual community you serve. It is a mess. And I think if they were to be more open with the community about the ins and outs of the price increases and stuff, people would be far more like forgiving or understanding or I don't know what the word is but sure. <laughs> yeah there's just nothing yeah. apart from bless him Andy Church oh I, yeah which I I mean I shouldn't go into too much detail but Andy comes into work sometimes he does the like Kodak competitions and I say yeah, to him that's cool like Andy you're a brave man like you are literally the sole face of Kodak and like mm-hmm. he was like yeah I'm the only one doing it but he's effectively putting his head on the chopping block because yeah. he's he's being honest and transparent which I think people appreciate but he's also the sole you know person that people could go and maybe shout at yeah which I don't think he gets much of that to be fair but it would be so much fairer of I think we generally we we generally um try to be nice about our criticism when it's directed to someone because we do recognize this is still a person that we uh we are talking and when it's just a brand it's easier to just be like like angry at them but it still doesn't detract from the fact that there have been four increases, one reintroduction to the market. And, and honestly, I am grateful because from what I've seen, um, people, what with what people are doing with Goal in 120, it looks like a phenomenal stock. I haven't had a chance yet to shoot the role that you sent me. Um, either way, even if I did shoot it, how am I gonna develop it? I have no chemicals yet. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of okay three increases we got the reintroduction of goals to 120 you had mm-hmm. another increase maybe it was it's either january or late december or whatever and i remember thinking never again because then i'm gonna have to wait another two increases to actually get something else that's that's mad to me well i've sent Charlie on a bit of a rampage oh, right. but <laughs> i was bringing her on as an example of how despite these increases and all this stuff in the film community that like you can keep shooting film absolutely 100% so, Charlie, do you want to give like I should have introduced you better before but like a brief introduction to how you got into film okay. um, that sort of thing sure right so I came to the UK for school and uh, 
I remember thinking I wanted a really no, this is gonna start from digital and then drag it is it, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna paint the picture for you. <laughs> okay. So got into to you know the program, settled down in the UK. I came with my one and only digital camera, my only digital SLR. And I was using that for a while and I remember thinking I want, you know, something a little more compact, whatever. And that's what led me into the Fuji um, X100 series. Found um, a video on that on YouTube. And he said something about um, the emulations, the Fuji emulations, that it oh, looks yeah. like film. So I was just, you know, being my natural curious self. Um, what are the other film cameras? Because I checked the price of that particular camera and was like, woof, that's expensive can't afford that on a student budget but all right so we're moving on and um, i was doing some little research uh on well okay if he's doing film emulations on a digital camera surely film still exists went online found um wy cameras because i was in bradford at the time so i found them in leeds and i was like great had a little look through their stuff found a, a couple of things that I was like oh that looks nice oh that looks nice too oh that looks fantastic <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually I did settle on a Nikon FA which is my first and still used 35 mil film camera when they got it um Howard, who is the, I believe he's the founder and, and head, mm -hmm. head honcho, I believe is on their website of WI Cameras. He gave me like a very brief walkthrough when I came to, to get it. This was probably 2018-ish, like in December. And from there, it was basically a love affair with film because after I got that first role developer, I'm like, yeah, I don't ever want to go back. And I did still continue for a while to shoot my digital but i favored my film camera more mm -hmm. and then i started to shoot that a lot more and then eventually it became a solely analog experience for me because then i got um another camera and another one and then i got into medium format and then another one and then started developing film for myself because i remember when i actually traveled home here so on vacation, the guy who was supposedly um, developing my film, he messed it up really bad. So I lost like about six or seven frames. Uh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I swore on that summer vacation that I will never let somebody else <laughs> develop my film, at least in Trinidad. Um, and then went back up, bought, found a, a kit on eBay uh, and bought that full kit and watched a bunch of YouTube videos leading up to that and yeah started developing my film and here we are today shooting mainly only film I think I do digital stuff with video because I'm not yeah. doing the super thing yet but <laughs> I don't know yeah so now I'm just completely with film and love film and found all these the different um types of experiments I can do on my own and yeah, yeah. here we are so when you were in the UK, were you doing all your own developing? I started doing um doing all my developing there, yeah. Because mm. it was only after that summer that the guy ruined my film here in Trinidad. 
that I I settled. I was like, yeah, in September when I get back to school, I'm buying that kit and I'm going to start developing. Yeah. It took me a couple months to get there. So I think maybe around February, the following year is when I, I fully said, yeah, I developed my first role of film. Was a, pre- a pretty good success, actually. It was a, it was a success. So then I, I moved from there. It took me a while to get into black and white, though. So I start, actually started with color. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Normally the other way around. So yeah. do you think um, doing your own developing helps you continue with film? Do you think if you'd gone straight down like the lab route, you would have felt prohibited by costs or anything like that? Um, It definitely helped with keeping me in the mindset that, okay, film is an everlasting thing. And I think to some extent, if I continued with the lab route, then I would probably be complaining about costs a lot more. But um, I ended when I first started developing, I wasn't actually scanning my own film. I actually had a built, I built a decent enough relationship with the guys at um, Bradford Camera Exchange Lab, and they used to do my my scanning for me and prints. um, Should I request it and stuff? So that was cool for a while. But then when I started to do my masters in a different city didn't have that relationship with any labs locally. So I mm-hmm. had to kind of rig up this digitizing setup. And I know at that particular point, quite a lot of people were, you know, showing these DIY um, kind of like scanning with your digital camera mm-hmm. type setups. And I was like, okay, for convenience sake, I'm going to have to do something just so I could actually see my images yeah. in some form. So yeah, mm-hmm. but definitely if I was just saying I'm going to take everything to the lab, I would not be shooting as much film as I am. Yeah, I think it's there's like two steps to it. It's like the cost of film and then mm-hmm. you get over that and you shoot it, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. and then you've got the next step of oh, the development of film. And mm-hmm. that's why I think a lot of people end up either accumulating a fridge of film just stockpiling to shoot mm. or a fridge of film they've already shot that they're like waiting to develop. Waiting to develop, yeah. I think most people you'd speak to have one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Unless they're like super keen and literally send their film to the lab as soon as it's shot. But well, they have to have money to do that. Yeah. yeah. I've never been able to do that really. Mm. Um, I'm lucky that I work at Analog Wonderland and can. <laughs> sneak the occasional roll through to those guys um <laughs> right but before then yeah my output of film like was way less mm. mm-hmm. and i also think although you can say to people oh just develop yourself it's that not is an initial to... investment as well like just yeah. getting all the kit necessary to develop yourself it is an investment and it's also you know not everyone would enjoy that process I yeah. think people get into film for different reasons. Of course. Some it's, you know, the tactility of it, the, mm-hmm. the process. Some mm. people really love the gear and the history of it. Mm. Um, some people are just having fun, but some people love the science and chemistry of it. And, you know, I've got a basic black and white developing setup at home, but I probably mm-hmm. develop film like once a year, if that, just because <laughs> I don't know. It's not something that, like I, I enjoy it to an extent, but it just feels mm-hmm. like such a long setup process and something that right. every time I have to get my head into, 
I'm sure if I did it more often, it would be, like come more naturally. Right. But I, my point is, I think it's easier said than done. Like, oh, it's cheaper to just develop it because not everyone would like that process. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. we need to think of like several alternative routes for people to continue the hobby they love in a cheaper way. And right. home developing is definitely one of them, but mm-hmm. it's not an avenue that everyone would enjoy. Unless you have a friend that they enjoy home developing. And yeah. Be like, hey, so I got a couple of rolls. You know, I'll just give you an extra whatever um to help you offset cost of chemicals or whatever because i know it's your yeah you know that kind of thing which is what i'm doing with a few friends i actually got them involved in the film world you know a lot uh, of them got their first 35 mils so i would have given them a couple of rolls and be like yeah you shoot it i'll develop it it's fine you know so i was like yeah okay <laughs> definitely lots of that happening in the UK I feel like mini labs are popping up all the time Mm. um some of them go the long run if that's Mm -hmm. the right word like for example take it easy lab started as like this independent lab in Leeds and are now absolutely huge yeah but then there's also been labs that have set up you know promise color developing for like absolutely peanuts got completely overwhelmed with how many films they're being sent because it's so cheap and then have just had to shut down because I heard about that so it's definitely something I mean I've seen Marina set up the Wonder Lab and it's no easy feat to set up a lab like it's not at all but yeah there are that's definitely a route and I'm not trying to discourage people it's mm-hmm. fun and it's really just about what you like not yeah so. exactly um and if someone is telling you just develop your own film and you don't like developing film <laughs> okay. maybe i'm just speaking for myself in that instance. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. i so i met Shirley on a she hearts film walk i think we only met in person like i don't know a maybe two times. or three times Um, maybe three times yeah and then she moved back (laughs) home and I was like oh I wish I'd met you sooner but we've stayed in touch since Mm -hmm. I've sent Shirley a bundle of films a while ago they took a long time to arrive but um she has got it and she's ready to go Mm -hmm. Uh, so I thought Shirley would be a good example for people who are like struggling to keep up with the hobby because Shirley has probably way more obstacles than we do in the UK because the film community here is massive Mm -hmm. like we've probably got a lab in every major city yeah Um, we don't have that like we don't have that here yeah I think and even just like in the last couple of years for a while there was still you know you can buy these disposables Mm. and still shoot them and carry them back but i think even now um a lot of those you know services aren't existing anymore you might find a few for sure but they're not like prevalent across the country anymore because obviously it's digital is more convenient you know it's safer whatever whatever well quote unquote safer but Mm. um it's just yeah it's definitely a change moving back here and trying to keep up with how I would shoot film over there, trying to do that here, it's definitely a challenge. So what 
are like your solutions or your game plans so that you can keep shooting film and enjoying film okay so i have this plan i mean i have an i have an actual day job right so i have this plan that when it's time to order film or any type of supplies save enough over a couple months and probably do like big quote-unquote big orders um three or four times a year maximum because mm-hmm. i had the convenience in the uk where i can order as soon as something runs out and i'll get here in two days here yeah. i can't do that when something runs out i have to take note of it and be like great and part of that is because of customs charges when film gets here and then having to clear it you see if i clear enough and i do like see freight for weight wise then i'm not going to be charged with weights when i do see freight but mm-hmm. if i'm doing air freight like for small orders that's every time and that's more costs just accumulating yeah right and so that's that with getting film and supplies here another thing i i was always conscious about was disposal of chemistry i mean luckily currently i'm just doing um black and white so once i do it enough not the fixer though but the stop and the the developer once i um dilute it enough then i could you know just pour it down um the canal that runs at the side of my house because it's not it's not going through the plumbing but i still haven't found out an active solution well there are a couple of chemistry disposal like waste disposal companies here but they are very expensive so what i would try to do is essentially just accumulate as much as possible we have enough space in the back where i can store chemistry in like you know old bottles and keep it away from you know um contaminating my plants and the dogs can't get there and all of that Mm. so that's the process for that i know so it's more just about knowing what i can do on both a short-term and a long-term basis for solutions with um, disposal, but yeah. The fact you've been developing at home, I guess, has given you the knowledge to be able to come back and know what you're doing. Yeah, and I tried, even before I even got here, I tried to reach out to people who would have been developing their, their chemistry here but they haven't responded and now I'm a bit concerned about what they do to dispose their chemistry. Yeah. But these are guys who they 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 think that I'm coming for their jobs in some way or form when I'm literally just here trying to get information so I wouldn't harm my environment or you know anybody who lives in the the general area who can be affected, you know, and I'm like, bro, it's not like that i'm just trying to get the information so i could know how to move accordingly and they never responded so i started to reach out to these companies who you know started a basic google search get contact information send an email or two mm-hmm. and i've been in contact with uh, one or two and they've kind of been advising me on what like what a volume i might need to to be able to use their service and so forth and so forth and yeah so far it's been all right from talking to you I'd say one of the main things that applies to us both with like wanting to continue to shoot film is just surrounding yourself with a like-minded community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to inspire you and also give you solutions 
Yeah. For example, you've said before about starting up your own little lab in Trinidad, mm-hmm. and that will be a solution to, you know, getting the volume of chemistry and disposing mm-hmm. of that properly because you're going to accumulate it quicker than if it was yeah. just you. Mm-hmm. Um, the same with if you're doing bulk orders, you can all like come together, yeah. just inspiration, doing shoots together. Mm-hmm. And even with me from She Hearts Film, like I've met some amazing people and they're, they're always sharing tips and ideas and, and things as well. Yeah. Like I picked up a Super 8 camera, I'd never shot it before. One of my friends happened to find a... Um, oh name's going on my head like a light meter for super eight oh, film and okay. like a movie recording that she yeah. had no use for and gave it to me people mm-hmm. do film swaps all the time you know it's a nice mm-hmm. friendly community and i know cost is prohibitive but film swaps and weird little challenges you can do with your friends and stuff the like community that community is definitely yeah a, a, a prick of having such a, a niche interest but i say niche because it started off that way although we've now seen a boom in the interest yeah. of film but yeah ha- just having that level of community with a range of ages and experiences is always beneficial to anybody so the last episode alex and i did i don't even know if we'll put it out i haven't edited it yet because we both <laughs> sounded so miserable <laughs> Oh, no. We were just talking about like January blues and how it's hard to get motivated and that mm-hmm. we know we should get creative and photography is that thing for us but yeah. finding what's going to give you the push to actually go out and make something can be challenging mm-hmm. Um, and I always think of you as a super positive like upbeat solution focused person we're out of January now, it's mid-February, <laughs> but I'm sure some people are still feeling that just like winter kind of slog. And you're, I don't even know what season you're in. Do you even have winter? Okay, like no. We have, we have dry Dry season and wet season. And rainy season. So Got you. Dry, yeah, so we're currently, dry season officially started, um, but... We've been having some odd weather, and I don't know if that's climate change <laughs> or just okay. general weather. But we do. We I know last year, um, during rainy season, we had some of the worst floods that I've ever seen in the country. Oh. So I mean, we're recovering from that. You know, the areas that have, have suffered are um, getting some so, some sort of help. And, you know, community really do come together where they can help, you know, in those those places. But we're now in dry season, and dry season is carnival time. So usually if it's just hot and humid and miserable, that's where we, you know, and we didn't have carnival, then I think you would see the general mood go down. So but, for us, yeah. winter is like depressed time. Yeah. For you, is dry season more depressed time? Um, <laughs> I I can't. You see, I can't say that we have a depressed time because our country is so rich in culture. Yeah, I think we have lulls. So we would have like a new. We tend to stay on a neutral plane. Well, mm. I tend to stay on a neutral plane. This is my neutral plane. <laughs> um. But carnival time, or well, me in particular yeah. with Panorama, I peak and then the cool down. We literally call it a cool down time, post carnival cool down. And then you come down, 
Then you go again. Easter is like a smaller peak because you just yeah. got in the holidays, you know. Then we coming down. But then around July, we have like Christmas in July where we have Parang, you know, leading up now into the Christmas season. So that's like a now sure, a wow. slower incline, you know, going back up. Yeah. And yeah, and then we, we kind of reach Christmas and Boxing Day, but we're getting into before Christmas is even done, we're getting into to carnival season again. So it's just a matter of how low would that mm. cool down from Christmas. Um that's a go, good way to know? look at it though, like seeing your year and like things to look forward to mm -hmm. and fun yeah. things. And those things can be things that you plan. They don't have yeah. to be you know big events it could be something like a photo walk or a photo shoot or yeah, something to look forward sure. to that would just get you out of the house but um like Shirley was here during covid and lockdown that's part of the reason we kept her so long um <laughs> but you did a lot of creative stuff at home right you did lots of like self-portraiture and things I did and one of the things that I'm doing is because I don't know if it's just generally because I didn't get to do it while I like started film but I always shoot my family quite a lot mm. so I would try to kind of sneak in an experiment there you know and just casual shooting when my um that series that I did of my grandma has been like one of my favorite set of photos that I would have, have developed um since being back home is because it kind of shows her grand my grandmother loves the kitchen and she's been cooking for decades for us the entire household the community you know and just kind of seeing her in what I would say is her element is always nice and get that to 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 be able to translate that then into the photos that I did have was equally surprising and always like my grandma is unnatural you know just naturally good in front of a camera because it's photogenic yeah because it's just her simple movements because I would have done a, a set of um, different photos just you know quick fire because I would have used either my fa or f5 and i'm very familiar with both of them so it's just very easy and smooth for me to to handle the camera so it would have been just quick quick set of series and every photo that i would have looked at you know some might not have been like tack sharp but i think just the general movement of you know she's moving the rice to to, to rinse it and all of those little bits those little moments in between of her cooking i'm like but my grandma is a little model. She is, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it was always nice to to get those things. And then my little cousins. We had quite a few birthdays in January. My nephews included. Um, I would have posted some of those, maybe three or two of those on on Twitter, and it was just them, you know, playing in the pool, experiencing that joy as children do, you know, at that age. And I was like well it's always nice to, to get their their facial expressions it wouldn't be sharp as ever but you can literally feel the joy and feel yeah. the mood of of the photo and yeah it was just it's just something i really enjoyed since you know being back home and shooting hair mm -hmm. and sneaking in a, a one or two um ex experiments in between with with flash and just um freezing the the subject um where i can and and so forth and so forth so would that be like a piece of advice to just look for both opportunities around you as like a starting point? I guess that's a less overwhelming place to start. 
I mean, yeah, you, I always, you know, between where I'm home and at my grandma's house, I tend to always have a camera um, just to, to capture a quick moment because my grandma is funny. She's hilarious. And hearing her speak about stories of long ago, she's very expressive. So mm-hmm. I always try to, you know, have a camera where I can just get a one or two shots in there. Um, and yeah, just kind of document your life as it is around you. Don't go out. I personally don't go out of my way. You know, like, um, what is his name? I don't know. I'm not in on the YouTube scene. He had, he has, well, uh, a photo, I can't say film channel anymore because he definitely, like, uh, you know, stretches his thing. But Mad Day. That oh, yeah. Yes. Right. So, going back to my point, <laughs> Mad Day, um, remember his slogan is um, document your life or so, uh, or something. Oh, I like thought. that. That's right. really nice. And I don't know, since since I, since I he mentioned it, it would have been years ago because he would have been one of the first YouTube channels that, you know, were properly get, um, educated me in that sense. Um because I used to go to to his YouTube channel to find out reviews and film stocks and mm-hmm. get samples and everything. And remember, he just mentioned it and he started to talk about his project and his community and such. But it, that documentary life is kind of the mantra that stuck, you know, with him, um, with me now as I'm home. I'm making, you know, that those, those that time to, to document my life or having the, the subconscious or reflective um action now to just grab a camera and go you know yeah, um, yeah. so I'm, I'm trying to to do that as much as possible because i know god willing in july my grandma is gonna be 90 and that's gonna be an event uh-huh. <laughs> so you know i obviously time is something you don't get back and if i can capture one or two of these moments or as many as i can you know, just casually without disrupting the moment itself, then yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm yeah. gonna do it. Even if it's a point and shoot, it doesn't have to be an SLR. Most of the yeah. time I have a very basic setup, either my my Nikon plastic point and shoot that I have, or um the the Nikon FM with a 50 mil because that's pretty lightweight. It's a small compact set. Well, not small, but it is a relatively compact setup to you know walk mm. around with. Yeah. I think um in the moment you might be like, oh, this is just like a mundane mm-hmm. everyday day with the family. But it's when you look back on those photos the images that you got later, yeah. Or if that person is no longer with you or whatever the reason they do become like really special moments. Yeah, of course. And I think if you are just feeling low, picking up anything creative always just perks your mood up. And makes you feel like for me, it makes me feel like I've done something productive. Mm. And I think that can always boost your mood too. Um I went on a photo walk. A few weeks ago, um, Mandy had organised one. And it was like, um, meet at 10 at this place. And I was like, oh, God. Um, I don't think I got there until 2. And it was really, like, me dragging myself out of the house, like, just feeling a bit down, like, oh, don't want to go. But I came back and I felt, like, super energised. I'd met loads Mm -hmm. of cool people. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to take your photo. Uh, And that always, like... I think that 
it's weird like photographers part of us likes to hide behind the camera but, but I, I think, think we also enjoy photo, being yeah, in a photo environment yeah and I think that can really boost your mood you're like oh me you want to take a picture yes. of me <laughs> you like my jacket like oh like and that did make me feel a lot better too and so, you know I love taking your photo every time I saw you I took your photo yeah yeah like I just I know what it's like not to have a lot of pictures when you're consistently taking everybody else's photo. Mm -hmm. So my dad, um, this is one of the things why when a little cousin or my sister or anybody would just ask for a camera and I would give them the points and shoot because I know it's really simple to use to take a picture, then I would happily hand it over to them because growing up, he took all the pictures of us. And yeah. I don't really have a lot of pictures unless we do a selfie together on a phone. Uh, we don't really have a lot of pictures together, but I know my dad is one of my number one supporters. He and mom and my sister type of first place. So, <laughs> so it's just, you know, yeah. trying to take as much pictures and yeah. getting your photo taken, you know. I completely as, as get that. I think, like, when I'm out with my boyfriend and we're t I'm taking photos and it's just, like, non-stop, like... Mm -hmm. what camera am I going to use da, 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 da. <laughs> and in the moment I can see people being like oh come on Emma like let's go let's like mm -hmm. I I'm taking too much time but it's always after the event that people message you like oh have you got some nice photos from the day or can I see this and I think mm. you will be grateful for documenting that stuff and so will the people around you for me it would be sad to look back on a section of my life and think oh there's no like documentation of it of your life yeah that's terrifying <laughs> yeah I, i'm that sure some people terrifying. don't really even care but i always like to look back i think it's... yeah yeah no i think documentation is very important of your life but you know your loved ones around you mm. it just kind of shows who you are you know in that sense or at least snippets of who, who you are for sure so to like summarize a bit what would be Shirley's top tips to just 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 be happy and just to get out of like any little creative funk or for people in the UK who are in a little winter kind of dip dip um if you have a flash just try to experiment with that because apparently there are, are loads literally loads of of type of you know shots you can get just using one flash um yeah just be open to taking self-portraits as well i know not a lot of people like to do it but taking out a selfie with your film camera is always a nice little experiment i know sometimes it might be hard to just you, you have to set up the tripod you might have to find a cable release you have to hope if your self-timer is working you know the pictures might be blurry because it's a manual focus but it's all in good fun because i have a boatload of blurry and out of focus pictures particularly self-portraits and i pose them it's it's mm. just all part of the the experiment you know that's how you kind of get familiar with your camera so you when you take trips and stuff you wouldn't be fumbling with settings and trying to learn that's something new. <laughs> <laughs> you see so you know just kind of practice as much as home take pictures of your dog your cat your parents siblings yeah. boyfriends girlfriend whatever you know just take as many pictures just always just shoot 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 
I would recommend, yeah. however, shooting in black and white. Cantmere is cheap. Ilford is cheap. Stick with black and white. And you might get some baggers out of your black and white because mm. I've been shooting in black and white. Yeah. I've been living sure. my best life. <laughs> I think something I take from you, Shirley, is just like remove the kind of perfectionist part of yeah, you I don't have the time. and the process. Like you seem very process orientated. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is so great. I think Instagram especially drives in a kind of perfectionist look motive or whatever the word is into us that, you know, we can't take this picture if it's not going to be good enough to post later, but take the pictures for your enjoyment and yeah, for your learning. I've called Sherry many a time to help me figure out a camera and many a time I've bought a camera and left it in a box for weeks and weeks because I'm like too nervous to try it or what yes. I get it wrong but you know that's not why we're here in the first and place. I always tell you call me Emma before you put yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> yeah I haven't bought a camera since the last time this year I don't think Emma the year is only two months we're only two months in. I know I give it some time <laughs> oh I'm really I mean, trying. Last time you to... bought was December or November, somewhere around there, where you sent me that screenshot of your current eBay situation, and I remember thinking, "Oh my God, what if she wins all?" <laughs> yeah, because I got like excited about eBay bids last year, and I'd never used it before, and I was like, "Shirley, if I win, do I have to buy it?" And she was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah? but that's the general procedure." And I'm like, "Oh crap, I cannot afford an 800 pound Roly Flex. Like, oh, what am God. I doing?" It would but have been I great if you did win, though. Yeah, that would have been nice. I did get a few bargains, but mm-hmm. I definitely feel of the mindset that less is more. You know, I've probably got like 30 plus cameras. I probably shoot about five of them. Send because... one for your 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 international <laughs> friend. <laughs> I should do. It just feels like a waste to have them. Mm. Like stick to the cameras you know and love. Same mm. with film. I've got a box load of film. And Again. I, I just keep so buying. International friend. <laughs> I Yeah, I should. I want to have a clear out. I want to... I think I spent the last few years in film absolutely loving it, but trying all sorts of things because I've been so excited about every new thing. I mean, excitement is always good, though. Yeah, it's not a bad thing at all, but I feel more like I want to look back at what I've got, look back at what I've enjoyed and go in one sort of direction. Now I've had a lot of experience with different things. Right. But, I mean, I feel like I said that last year and it didn't happen. Last year I said I want to finish my box of film before buying new film. And you bought new film. I did, because (laughs) a lot of the films I have are like ISO 0.8, just random films that are like really specific to shoot. And sometimes you just want a roll of Colour Plus and a point and shoot, you know? Love Colour Plus. But yeah, you will never get a dime from me, Kodak. No more <laughs> color plus. <laughs> I mean, honestly, okay, I would not buy it. Okay, yeah. I would not spend. I would not spend my money on it. But if someone out there hears this call, I would love for you to actually restock <laughs> my film. <laughs> no, it's just oh, I, I love get what color you plus mean. and ultra max, but damn. I you think, know? <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, 
Kodak is the key player. They have a monopoly on the color film market, mm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. But the way they've gone about their business, trash, <laughs> trash. <laughs> I, pe I've seen people would rather spend, you know, twenty pounds on a roll of washi X that they that's color film that they know has come from Lomig, who's this incredible independent filmmaker doing his thing and you know bringing us along the journey and yeah. always got time for us then like this that. huge brand that is not transparent does not tell us much no does not engage with the community absolutely and not i think that really says everything and you know even with izzy's letter she wasn't trying to, you know, shut Kodak she wasn't down. Shame them, no. She wasn't trying to shame them. No, she, she was, was just saying, trying to like, make them aware of yeah. their, you know, their their their, their little bit of bias yeah. that they might not have been aware of. Saying, hey, let's have a conversation. Let's learn. Let's let's do better. And I think part of the issue is these businesses have been around for years and years, and they've not really moved with the times of like social media and well can cancel culture to an extent mm -hmm. but you can't get away with it in this day of just you know not saying anything mm -hmm. people are gonna come for you and they're gonna find out <laughs> they're gonna, like harass you on the internet so just mm -hmm. be transparent and be involved in the community that's like keeping you alive and justice yeah. for andy church <laughs> because he's so the only one doing it. I am so sorry for him. Sorry, yeah. Andy, but you will never get a dime from me <laughs> for color film again. I am so uh, Andy. This is not a personal attack. <laughs> this is just for your workplace. But you will never <laughs> get a dime from me for film again. Now that it's one ten. You leave it as it is. But you see the film? No. No. Not my pocket. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. You've just <laughs> lost a valuable customer. God, and I really do love their, their film, you know. I just yeah. can't in no way or form. You can't even mind. reach them. Like, I wouldn't even know. Like, oh. Ilford, it's like... Michelle is literally on yeah. Twitter. All She's literally there. People know her name. Love Kodak her. is in like five different divisions. <laughs> it's hard to reach them. And that's why Izzy went and made an open yeah, letter so. because it's like, who do I contact? Yeah. It is so crazy. I do hope they learn because well, you, you're right. We do love their film and we want to keep yeah. shooting film. Uh, black and white is seems a good option for a lot of people right now but yeah i wish these other big players even people like polaroid who have been around for a Holy long time started on them you know because i have a <laughs> that is a separate beef that yeah i need to address but we we're not gonna talk about them today this will that would be for part two, part two. <laughs> but yeah. no um Shout out, really do and truly shout out to small manufacturers and independent mm. filmmakers. Even though your costs are higher, you could justify your costs because you are one or two people, a very small team, trying to mm. do the impossible and service an entire community. 
Yeah. You know, so shout out to you guys. We will continuously support you where we can. I might not be able to buy a full block, but I'll be able to get two or three rolls, you know, at one time. Mm. Yeah, shout out to you all. Well, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Shirley. I feel like we've covered a lot. You've given us some yeah. inspiration. You've I told Kodak to sort their lives out. <laughs> yeah. Um, we won't hold our breath on that one, but um, probably not. <laughs> No, don't mess with Shirley is the main answer. <laughs> um, I hope Shirley's given you guys some inspiration and just like motivation. If Shirley's in Trinidad with like access to basically nothing film wise and she can she can make it happen, then we can still keep shooting and doing what we love. So Shirley, what's your Instagram handle for the people? Okay, for the people, my Instagram <laughs> handle is C Legay Photo. That is C L E G A I R Photo. Photo with a P H, not an F. I'm not fancy like that. So, <laughs> again, one more time C Legay Photo. And that is my Instagram. You can find me on Twitter if you just want, you know, shenanigans on Twitter. That is my name, Charlie Legay. Um, hopefully, Emma will put that. With the right yes, spelling, I will in the in the description. But it's C H E R Y L E E L E G A I R. Um, I do have a mastodon. It would be linked on my Twitter page somewhere. <laughs> it's order, but in case Twitter dies, you can find me over there <laughs> trying to to navigate. <laughs> yeah. Mastodon, but yeah, I haven't yeah. figured that one out yet. Yeah, same. So, um, yeah, you can find me there. Thank you so much. And I am Emma. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us at Grainsplaining. You can email us at grainsplaining at gmail.com. Alex is yeah, Alexandra Heron. Find her, Alexandra Heron. And uh, she'll be back with us very soon. She sends her love. But thank you so much, Shirley, for coming on. I just listen to you all day i think your mm -hmm. accent is just like so happy and refreshing mm -hmm. and like less monotone than all the british people I'm <laughs> including myself so thank you so much and i hope everyone's enjoyed this episode Shirley, yeah. do you want to do your final shout outs and then we'll leave the people shout out to my uk film community who welcomed me in their arms when i was there um, specifically Rachel and uh, um, Paula and Meredith you three have been core to you know my sanity and just being exposed to the film world even with just um, Twitter engagement I was lucky enough to meet all three of you I miss you all and Rob with the photo walks shout out to you my friend I do miss our random um, walks after your work and well me just being me um, coming to join but yeah um, yeah I miss you all and I hope you all are doing well and keep film alive yeah thank you so much Sharon bye everyone bye